Hey there, I'm Sienna J. Brown, leadership strategist, global speaker, and your host here at Leading with Intention. Whether you're an entrepreneur, corporate leader, or striving to make a positive change in your community, you'll gain a fresh perspective on the intersection of intentional leadership in your life and work. So tune in to learn how to increase your impact while creating an expansive and abundant life in alignment with your values and vision. It's time to redefine success on your own terms, re-envision your lifestyle, and start prioritizing what really matters so that you can reach your ambitious goals without burning out and falling in love with the journey. Let's dive in. Hello, I am so excited. Jakaya, we have Jakaya Brown Chow in the house today, the CEO, founder of the JPT Academy, and also just, I really think, one of one when it comes to how are we leading ourselves and others and the world with intention. So Jakaya, I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be digging in. For those of you who are a little bit newer to the podcast, leading it with intention is really where we focus on giving you a fresh perspective of the difference between leadership in your work and in your life. And I think Jakaya is one of the best people to have on to talk about that, of just really being able to see how has she been able to build a life and a business and support and be on a mission to support so many other businesses as well to really be able to do just that. So Jakaya, welcome and thank you. Hi, happy to be here. Same, same. I'm so happy that you're here. I mean, I want to dive right into it because there's so many things that we can dive in. But I think for those of the people who are listening who do not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, your mission, all that good stuff? Yes. So, hi, I'm Jakaya Brown Chow, um, CEO and founder of the JBT Agency. By trade, I am, you know, a marketer, a brand strategist. Um, and really just a visionary that is leading black and brown women to um, impact and income. What we really focus on is helping those women um, build their brands on top of their nine to five or in, in replace of their nine to five so that they can ultimately have financial freedom and flexibility. Um, I come from a marketing background, so I've worked for companies like L'Oreal, Cody, George Armani, Lancome, YSL, um, a lot of beauty background, some of the biggest brands in the world. And I think my kind of MO is really just taking what I learned in the corporate um, brand and, and marketing and media sector and bringing it into, um, you know, digestible, broken down step-by-step real-time um, implementation that any entrepreneur can can take and learn from. Um, so we're all about entrepreneurship development as far as uh, helping entrepreneurs solidify structure and scale their businesses. And then on the marketing side, we have um, a digital bespoke marketing agency where we really help both entrepreneurs, but also companies, uh, corporations, and larger brands really tell their story um and and be more culturally relevant and amplify their their campaign so as we talk about a lot both a b2c business to consumer and b2b business to business effort so that we're diversifying our revenue streams and that we are really able to spread the impact across both entrepreneur and corporations 
No, I mean, I love that. And I think also just the way that you talk about it of like focusing on impact and income, right? Like those two things can go hand in hand. And I think for those of you who also don't know, Jakai and I have known each other for years. We were just talking about this since yes. like maybe 2017. So when she talks about branding, entrepreneurship, really being able to gain that alignment, but then also doing it in a way that feels accessible, like I am a firsthand testimony, like this podcast would not be back out if it wasn't for Chikayan. So I think, no, it's so true. It's so true. I think it's something that's really important of like, as an expert, I want to talk about this for a second, but like as an expert or a leader in your field, because I think you are viewed as a leader in your field by so many different brands, individuals, and organizations. But when you think about what are like the three most important things to create or start a foundation for a brand, what would that be? For someone who's like just starting out or saying, I don't even know if creating a brand is for me, you know? Yeah, I think number one, number one, number one is vision. Like you have to have some type of vision or idea. And we always talk about this at the agency. Like if you, as long as you have a vision or an idea, we can work with you. Without that, it's really hard to um, to start anything because you don't really know where you're going. Uh, so that vision is the guiding light. And as you say, like kind of like the lighthouse and it pointing you in the direction of where you need to go. Um, number one, number two is I think that you have to have something that's driving you outside of just money, right? Like what are your intrinsic values? What are your core values? What is your 150 year plan? What is, what is it that you're trying to do as far as impact community legacy? Because when it's all said and done, and we talked about this a little bit before, when business is slow, when things aren't going your way, when, um, you know, economy or external factors are happening, whatever it is, you're tired, you don't want to be bothered, uh, mm-hmm. that, that like deep drive inside of you is going to get you up in the morning and you're going to keep going mm-hmm. based on that. So, there's got to be some other factor that's driving you outside of money. Um, and I think the there's so many different things, but I guess the top three, the third thing would really be um, community or your audience. Like a brand is created for the people that you are intending it for and who you're trying to impact. That's it. It's not just because I woke up one day and like, I want a brand and I'm so cool. Um, there has to be consumers, audience, customers. So I think understanding um, that target audience, your community, who are you speaking to is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and building relationships and serving, you know, with purpose is is also something that you have to be committed to as a leader, as you talk about, like, who are you leading, right? Same as brand is leadership, you know, building a brand is leadership as well. So like, you can't just be out here leading yourself. Who is this um this community or this audience that you're really trying to to make an impact on. I love this. I love this. I love it. So we have vision, we have community, and then we also have impact and audience. Vision, impact, and then community. Tell us about your vision. I think your vision, your future yeah. vision is so impactful and something you talk about a lot of, not just vision of like, what is the vision for the next six months or three years, but you really scale it out to like, what is that long-term vision? Tell us a little bit about your concept around the 150 year vision. And then also a little bit about yes. Yeah. So um, it's actually Lauren Rosa Miller, who 
If you don't know her, check her out. Um, she's just a gem in so many different ways, but she's kind of the person that seeded in my mind, the 150 year vision. We work together on a project called In the Room with Legacy, and we're both very legacy based in different ways. So check her out if you you can formally um, known as Can't They Put the uh, the travel the travel platform, but um, she planted that seed of 150 year vision, right? Um, what does what does everything look like, your brand, your life, whatever you're working on in 150 years, which obviously is beyond your lifetime. So thinking about legacy, long-term longevity, you talk about this a lot. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So if we're going to be working on this our whole entire life, like let's do it right and let's take our time. Um, So that's something that I, that I like to spread on as well, because it just puts things into perspective um, you know, and you're able to, to feel how big what you're working on is, and it's not immediate. Um, so when it comes to the vision that, that I have, especially with black economic wealth and entrepreneurs, it's all about closing the wealth gap. I think that's something that's very important to me. Um, I think that, you know, black women are the smartest people on the planet and we're under, you know, we're underpaid, we're, we're, under everything, underserved, underrespected, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a whole thing. And I think when you have when you have money and financial gain, you have power. It just is what it is in capitalistic societies. Um, and there's no reason why we shouldn't. Mm. So for me, you know, my gift is building brands and helping black women become entrepreneurs and understanding how to to make their own skill sets work for them to generate revenue. So we're on a mission to build 10,000 brands. Um, and if we can get those brands to make $100,000 in revenue a year, that will inject almost a billion dollars into the Black community. Um, mm-hmm. We've already graduated 100 brands. So why can't we turn 100 into 10,000? That's a big scale mm-hmm. project. Um, that we're working on. And we do this in a lot of different ways. But um, for us, it's about, um, you know, really, really supporting us so that our talents and our efforts um, are elevated and have a platform and are compensated. It's that simple. And listen, and I mean, number one, thank you for sharing that. I think just hearing the larger vision and going back to something of what you were saying is like this will be past our generation so when we're thinking about legacy it's like what does this look like for the future to come and I think when we're talking about having access to wealth but also being able to have ownership and control of what that looks like where that looks like and what we decide to do with that then that's how we yeah start creating more access towards freedom as well you know whatever that might look like so absolutely I love this. I mean, let's talk. We were talking about this the other day, but I'd love to hear, or I'd love for the folks, our audience, to hear a little bit more about the Jakaya behind the scenes as well, because yes. a lot of folks know you as like this brand extraordinaire who comes in looking great with the great videos and all of the knowledge oh, and drops you. that you're sharing for us. Not true. I'm like, the video game is on fire. <laughs> but I guess I'm hey, I have a team. You. I have a team. It's all about the team. Um, yeah, like who, who's the real me? I know. I think I've, I've, you know, I've done my job, I guess, and I've branded myself very well. Um, but 
you know, there's always multi layers and facets to who we are. And I'm not defined by what I do. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a wife, I'm a, a granddaughter. Um, I'm an auntie. I'm, I'm someone who really believes in creating and designing my own life. I think I, mm. you and I were talking about that before it was even a trend. Yeah, um, right. Before soft life and- existed. <laughs> Oh God, way before. I mean, we have been on this, on this thing, this train for a long time. So I think for me, it's, it's all about, you know, creating the life that I want to live. That's the tagline. That's been the goal. You know, like you said, freedom, flexibility, whatever that means to you. So for me, um, you know, I travel the world. I have been to, to a lot of places. I've done a lot of things. And I realized that, um, staying in one place wasn't for me. I realized that being um, based in America also wasn't for me. So I live in Dakar, Senegal, where I'm at right now. Um, and I, I, I flow back and forth between, you know, Dubai, Paris, New York, Dakar, wherever I'm called to be, but just really like working from anywhere and trying to subscribe to the notion because I am a type A Aries, you know, <laughs> visionary that ease doesn't come naturally to me. I think that's something I really wanted to touch on today is like, I do promote ease and I talk about ease a lot. And I I talk about this notion of we're hustling to ease. Um, but that's because it doesn't come naturally to me. I have to constantly practice that and make myself subscribe to that notion of slowing down and, and, and being okay with the ebbs and flows of life. But I think moving to Senegal to West Africa has helped me do that because it's just naturally slower. Um, you know, the African, the Caribbean life, it is not about working all your life and it is mm-hmm. not about money, money, money. And who has the accolades and what are the titles? It's like, we work to put foot on the table and to do the things we need to do. And then we chill. Like it's not, yeah. life isn't made for work. Um, so, you know, working to live, not living for work, I think is like a big thing that I've learned recently. And I'm just really trying to to, to instill in my everyday life. I mean, I love this. And I also, I just want to touch on a couple of things because number one, thank you for sharing more of that. Like, what is the day, what is the day in the life like? But I want to mm-hmm. mention something that's really important. You were talking about where and how you travel for work and for folks who might not have known you way back in the day but like one of your original brands was actually the traveling fro you've done such an amazing job at pivoting not only how you market yourself how you show up etc but I think there's this really beautiful like golden thread of if you do value travel or being in different places being around different cultures whatnot being able to also create that through your professional life where now you get paid to travel and you are like yeah talking to the NBA, like in a whole bunch of different countries, you know? So I think it's super important of like, I don't know, I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit around what are some of the lessons that you've learned in like keeping your core values and vision clear as you decide to pivot and change who you're speaking to, how you're supporting them, how you're living, how you're working, all of that good stuff. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, like, you know, this is called leading with intention. I think you really have to be intentional about um, what it is that you're trying to do. And you have to 
try your best to limit distractions because everyone's going to tell you it's this way or do it like this, or this is the right way. And you have to have a strong conviction and belief that um, what you're working towards is for you, right? Like your blessing is for you and it, it won't miss you. And I think just reminding yourself of that and trying to stay in that practice is super important so that you you don't waver and you're not like, oh, okay, well, so-and-so is doing it this way. Let me, let me go over here. Or this is what's popping and trending. Let me do that. Um, you have to stick to what you believe in, what you know you're good at, um, where what comes easily to you. Like if something is not easy for you or it doesn't come naturally, like Yes, I believe in being a student of the game and learning, but not necessarily forcing yourself into areas that don't really fit and make sense, because then you're out of alignment and you're just operating out of other um, factors that really have nothing to do with your core values and what you believe in. Um, so I think those those are kind of the ways that you are able to stay on track. I think having people around you that know who you are, like you mentioned, we've been friends mm-hmm. for years. My family is a huge support system. My husband, um, people who just know me, know me before Traveling yeah. Pro, before the agency, before, you know, whatever type of success we're saying that we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. They know who I am as a person and how I operate and what I what I truly want in life. And like those people need to stay around you so that they can bring you back down to earth and ground you and exactly. kind of check you and really be like, is this is this really what? you're about Mm -hmm. is what you want is what you believe in um I think that that's important and you can always change like I'm always in favor of you are fully capable and you have full permission to change your mind Mm -hmm. right like maybe not with the wind because that's not going to do you justice (laughs) and that's not strategic but like you can change your mind if if you feel like "Eh, this isn't this isn't the move anymore this isn't the wave like we catch another wave and, and we go with the flow so um, I think that also just comes with age and experience, to be honest, like my 22 year old self would never be thinking these thoughts. So I think life experience for me is a thread of um, how I'm able to stick to the journey and the core values, because I've just learned so much from my childhood, the way that I was raised by a single mother, raising, you know, two girls under two um, that, that hustle, the grind, my grandmother, my great grandmother, these strong black women in my life. I read a lot of bell hooks and, um, Nikki Giovanni and Maya Angelou and W.B. Du Bois and, you know, Malcolm, all, all the folks, right. Nina, um, Baldwin, like I take inspiration from those that came before me and who struggled way more than I've struggled. Right. And I try to channel, a lot of those stories and lessons into how can this be relevant from to my life and how can I mm-hmm. stay inspired and, and motivated and and they remind you through their stories through the pages you know what the what the real goal is and what the core values are yeah. um you know when it comes to especially when it comes to to black women and and our role in the world uh we just show up different right and like yeah I think that our values are shaped by that yeah, no, I love that. Your question. It <laughs> did. It did. <laughs> I'm smiling because I'm literally looking over here on my desk. I have Sisters of the Yam next to me, which one of my best friends in college, yes. Asafash, gave to me. But I think it's interesting just because it's like 
the narrative still haven't changed, which like always just blows my mind in a really interesting way. And then also really like drives for us to continue like it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? We have Bell, we have Bubble, we have all these folks talking years ago about some of the same strife, struggles, but then also celebrations and way of thinking and viewing the world that I think are continuing to be passed on. But I also think now, like being able to have our generation, all the generations out there, but like have access to more, more of an opportunity to share thoughts and knowledge and wealth in a way that's extremely scalable, which is why I mm-hmm. think. Like, when you talk about the importance that you have around, like, being grounded, knowing yourself, and I also think it's really important to just touch on what you had mentioned around community of having, like, your inner circle of people that you know that you can go to without having to have to be anyone for them. Yes. And I think on the entrepreneurship journey and on the leadership journey, it's it's, an, it's vital being able to say, how can I go to someone and just talk to them about something, but without feeling like I have to show up in a certain way or be conscious of how I'm talking about someone who knows you well enough to be able to get into that. So again, going back to one of the core pillars you were talking about before of like community, right? So how are you having the community that you're serving? But then also thinking through how are you also having a community that pours into you just as much as you pour into them, you know? Um, Absolutely. I want to talk about the lines of like Baldwin, Bell Hooks, Jakaya. Um, I, I would love to I know, right? Listen. to those names. Yes, claiming it. I, yeah, no, I guess I want to hear, like, when I think about these folks, I think about how, again, they had a much bigger vision for the future that they might not have been able to see in that moment. I think... Mm. As you were talking about your vision as well, yes, you were talking about how are we building brands and those brands creating access to freedom. Like, what would you want life to look like for all of the Black women that you're supporting when they gain that access to wealth? Granted, it will be different for everyone, but like, Mm -hmm. what are some of those core values that you wish more people could integrate or that you've seen really serve in the past? Ooh, yes. Ease. Honestly, it's very simple. Um, I think Black women, we do a lot. We pour a lot into our communities. Even when we create brands, right? I've graduated 100 brands through my brand boot camp. And 99.9% are brands that are serving the community, having Always. impact, <laughs> helping. Like, we are just naturally giving back and giving, mm-hmm. giving, giving, giving. And we cannot pour from an empty cup. And I think that uh, we do as black women, as mothers, as, as daughters, as big sisters, as whatever it is, that role that we play significantly um, to others, we, we put our role to ourselves on the, on the, at the end of the list, on the back burner. Um, And that's something I had to learn. Who am I to myself first before I am, I wake up and I'm a wife and a this and a that and a, and a boss and a leader and no, 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 no. Like, I just want to be Jakaya. Like, I just want to chill. I just want to have ease and like whatever that looks like for me. So my, my end all be all goal and hope and wish for black women is just to move with ease to, to be out moving out here. Like these 65 year old white men, like no cares, um, no pressures, no worries. You know, that may sound like a fantasy, but I think there is a part of that that we can obtain. And a lot of it comes from our own, mindsets like we don't have to be doing the most like we it's not an uh, a badge of honor to to be stressed 
and to be killing ourselves. Mm. So like, I would love for us to just flow, to move softer, to have glowing skin, to not have to answer to, to people, to sleep in if we want to, to yeah. um, live in luxury, like whatever that looks like for you, um, you know, to not have to be a mom first, not have to answer to people first, but to just be able to exist. And I think when we talk about a lot of these greats that we name, that's all they really wanted, like existence listen to be yeah to be yeah yeah no I love this and again I think the being not the doing right like how do we center our value we are how we're being not in what we're contributing or doing or how fast we're working so I I mean I'm gonna take a moment to process we've been sharing so much for the past couple minutes I feel if you all are listening like I hope you're taking notes. We'll definitely um, send out more in the show description of the recap of what we spoke about today. But I love this. And I think, again, this is part of the reason why we vibe so well, because when we think about the ease, the how are we doing and leading with intention alignment and what that looks like in our life. And then also thinking through, like, how are we using our brand as the road to get us there? And so I want to talk a little bit about hustle to ease, obviously, because I know that we've mentioned it during this Ah, podcast, but also, so for those of you, again, who don't know, during the springtime, I, so backstory, Jakai and I have known each other for years, yeah, because I think it's so important, like, we've known each other for years, and we've been able to support one another, brainstorm, collaborate, elevate, like, put each other into different rooms, be in the same rooms physically, which has been amazing, just, like, Jakai flew out the week of for my 30th birthday party, and, like, just beautiful things like that, it was amazing, but something that I love about you is just how how innovative your brain is in the way that you think and you work. It's so true because I remember like there would be moments where I've been on the journey of like reshaping my brand, I think since I was like 20, a whole, a whole journey, <laughs> marathon, not a sprint, right? Yes. But I remember there were so many times where we would just like sit down and you would just like help me talk it out and I would brainstorm things and put together the map, et cetera. And it's interesting because even having access to someone who you view as a top expert, but doing it ad hoc will not get the same results as that when you actually go through a structured program. And so like, I want you to share a little bit about um, what is Hustle to Ease? What is the brand bootcamp? How, and I'd love for you to focus a little bit more on, yes, what we learn, but then also how have you seen women transform within the program? And I say that because I know that my transformation in, the time working with you as well as with the wider community has literally changed the trajectory of the way that I think, the way that I speak about my brand, the way that I value the work that I do in a way that I didn't necessarily have before. So tell us all about it. Hustle to ease, a little bit about the transformation, and then also what can some people expect? Yes. Thank you. Great question. So hustle hustle to ease is really um it's it's an it's a notion that we're subscribing to so it's more of like a mindset and really an affirmation so that we can affirm ourselves that we don't always have to hustle and we can have ease and that when the work that we've already done and hustled to like you probably already have the good job you've already done all the things like you're not starting from quote unquote scratch you've already hustled at 
to an extent to get to where you are. So like, how can we use that package that into a brand that brings you ease? So it's really a mantra, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but that is okay. also the name of our brand bootcamp, um, which has also been rebranded and reshaped in many different forms. We've, we launched in 2020. Uh, we've had, we're now on cohort 11. So we've had 10 cohorts and we've graduated a hundred, um, you know, black and brown women brands from the program. So I think for, for us, it's about, the, the the biggest thing and the biggest transformation is mindset. And you talk about this a lot. Everything starts with the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you get the strategies, the tactical, the the brand maps, as as you mentioned, the the, you know, how do I set everything up and frame everything and the messaging, and you're going to get the basics of um building, refining, or growing your brand, which is all about identity, audience, messaging, products launching emotion resonance and content like you can literally look at any brand program and the brand is the soul of your business it is Mm. what's the foundation what are the core values what do you stand for how are Mm. you creating a story and how do you communicate that any brand person should be telling you that right all the other bells and whistles marketing the sales um you know the social media the podcast those are points on the 360 degree marketing map, right? But before we get into all that, you have to have a storyline. You have to have a soul. You have to have something that people can buy into. Um, and I think that mindset shift is is the number one transformation that women are understanding. Mm. I have something to bring to the table. I have a story and, and people want to hear from me. I think just that unlock alone is so powerful because it's like I matter and going back to what do we mm. want for black women and how do we create a life of ease and all these things like one of those big unlocks of creating that is understanding like you have the sauce like you are that mm. girl and once mm. you have that confidence whatever it is that you're trying to do starts to become that much more easy so I think yeah. um that mindset the confidence is a big one. And then just community. We talk about support. We talk about accountability. We talk about having, you know, you talked about it, having the community to support you along the journey, not only you just pouring into people, but people pouring into you. So having that, what one of the members have named it as a brave space, having a brave space to um, not only a safe space, but a brave space to, to just be, to come and say, this is what I have for the day. This is who I am. This is what I'm working on to not feel judged but to feel supported and poured into. I don't think we have um, virtually or physically a lot of those spaces. So that's another really big transformation, just feeling that energy um, and being able to feed off of that to continue this journey that you're on. Love, love, love. I mean, I need y'all to go back 10, 20, 30 seconds to re-listen to that just because I think, you touch on so many important things, but again, like how it all starts off with mindset. And it's interesting because like, again, as y'all who are going to be listening into more of these podcasts and guest speakers that I have, I think Jakai, you're an amazing person to have on first, especially just because of the alignment of like the importance of having the clear vision and core values, whether it's yes. in the way that you want to live, the way that you want to create your brand, the way that you want to work within the brand that you're creating is so important. And so 
I know that we're getting ready to run out of time, but before we do, I just want to ask you one last question and then we're going to do a little bit of a, not a rapid fire round. So we like things slow. So like a little sit down with some questions Ooh, yeah. at the Love end. That. Love um, that. The last question that I have for you or for the audience rather is like, if from now until the end of the year or whenever someone might be listening to, but what would be the one piece of advice that you would give one piece of advice that you would give to the folks who are listening out there if they want to make a change to go from hustle to ease? One piece of advice. Um, you already have what it takes to be successful. There's nothing, there's no other credential or no other thing that you need to acquire to um meet your goals and to become successful and to uh, lead to, to, to work, to grow, to get the promotion. So whatever it is, I think that black women are already overqualified. So let's just start there. Um, So, you know, digging in your arsenal and going back to all your receipts and not only who who you are with titles, but also who you are without titles. Um, somewhere in in that you you already have the recipe to success. It's just sitting down and listening um, to it and and seeing what you're called to and like just having those moments of peace and still and quiet that are going to guide you towards um, ease. Really, like it's something's already telling you, but you just I think we have to just be quiet and still sometimes and listen to it. Mm. I love that. And I mean, with that, Jakai, before we get into the sit down, share with people, where can they find you? Where can they reach out? What do you have coming up that they can tap into? And also, I just want to say thank you before we get into the rapid fire questions, but it's been an honor to just like speak with you, have you share with the audience a little bit more about what does it look like to not just create a brand that takes you from hustle to ease, but a life as well. So tell us, where can we find you? Where can people stay connected? Thank you. This has been amazing. Um, of course, Instagram, Jakaya Brown Chow. You can find the spelling in the description of a super unique name. The jbtagency.com um, for the greater brand and everything that we're doing over here at the the agency. And then hustletoease.com. Um, so if you are interested in entrepreneurship, growing, building your brand, scaling, just getting it refined, defined, having community accountability and support on this journey as you build something beyond and bigger than yourself and your nine to five, hustletoeast.com. We have cohorts running, you know, every few few weeks, few months. So you can just jump in there to see when the next cohort is if you're interested in working with me um, and really getting, you know, 12 months of progress in, in six to 12 weeks, then that's something I'm excited to work with you on. I love that. And co-signing 10 out of 10, I can say firsthand, having gone through the program, literally three years of progress in the time that we took. So truthfully, truthfully. Okay. So let's do a couple of quick questions in the sit down. What is your favorite drink to sip when you want to slow down? Um slow down I mean red wine of course obviously a little night before (laughs) after work um you know a little chat with my friends here you know by the ocean just kind of having that moment to like wind down you know Mm. 
I love it. And I was laughing because when I was thinking about this, I was like, I feel like everybody can say why. <laughs> you know, it, sometimes it's necessary it. if you don't drink whatever, but I think it's just, you know, it's a nice um, settler and, you know, the European culture, as, as you know, I just love the the cafes and the sitting outside and just having a little bottle with friends or in the park or I don't know. It's more of like a lifestyle thing too. It's not just about like drinking, but it's, it's, it's lifestyle and being a traveler. And as you can attest living in Europe, like it is a thing. It's so true. And like, you just like end the day, a nice little glass, you do the ching ching, you watch the sunset. It's a vibe. I'm here. Okay. Literally. I was like, you'll have red wine. I'll have white. It'll be (laughs) next time. Next time we meet up. Um, okay. And what is one of your favorite self-care moments? Like your favorite way to integrate a small moment of balance or self-care during the day? Um, I think this is a big thing for me because I have to consciously do this, but slow mornings, we talk about that a lot. Um, I am not a morning person, so I'm just going to surrender to that and take my time. Um, so I think corporate, force me to rush, rush, rush and get up and like be jolted out of bed with an alarm and then scarf down my breakfast mm. and then get a coffee and get to my desk and then have to be on by nine 30 or whatever time mm. that just does not work for me. And it creates a lot of like anxiety and I'm not able to get my thoughts together. So for me, mm. it's like slow mornings, taking my time, you know, sometimes like yesterday, it took me an hour and a half just to get up yeah. through my morning and my coffee and then to my desk but I just feel so settled and grounded and I think that's something that's so mm-hmm. small as a worker bee that I can be sometimes that can just be a moment of self-care I think working out affirmations and just chilling like sometimes you just need just lay on the couch and be alone Do and nothing, nothing. yeah <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't believe in 5 a.m. mornings. I don't believe in. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Uh, Okay. I love it. And then also the last question that I want to leave y'all with is, Shakaya, what does leading with intention mean for you? Leading with intention. I think it's all about coming from a place of authenticity, Mm -hmm. um, standing on what you believe in, and being a visionary, like a lot of times when you're leading, people may not understand the vision and see it the way in which you see it. So I think um, you have to mold, shape, educate, guide people in a way when you're a leader um, and get them to kind of understand and, and buy in and, and back the vision that you have for whatever it is, your life, your company, your brand, um, your team, your work, uh, any projects that you're on. But I think it's really making sure that everyone is aligned um, and that we're working towards a similar goal. And if not, you know, we shift the course. Like it's, it's not, nothing's in stone, nothing's permanent, nothing's forever. So I think intention is there, but you also have to flow with um, the way that life comes at you and be flexible and be able to to pivot. Oh, and with that, thank you, Jakaya. I love that answer. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence today, for just sharing all of the knowledge, the insights, and also for getting giving folks a chance to be able to learn a little bit about more of who you are, the work that you do. So definitely check her out. 
check her and the agency out at the JBT agency, as well as with Hustle the East to get in this year. I mean, Q4 is right around the corner. So now is not the time to wait. And again, yeah, just thank you, Jakaya, so much. And for all of you who are listening right now, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to Jakaya on all the platforms that you are on. And we will see you next time around on Leading with Intention. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you learned, be sure to leave a review. I would love to hear from you and the impact these episodes have. Be sure to share with a friend or your wider community on your preferred podcast platform and follow me on Instagram at Sienna J. Brown and tag me so I can join in the conversation and continue to touch on topics that matter to you. It's time to get out there and start leading and living with intention. Until next time.